Hello. Hi. And welcome to Gals in the Pit Wall. I'm Jasmine. I'm Catherine. Welcome back, or welcome to. Yeah. Quarter weekend. Quarter, baby. What a fucking long weekend it's been. It's been a terribly long weekend. And nothing to show for it. Absolutely nothing. I've been reporting on both, well, obviously enjoying F1 this weekend, but also reporting on F1 Academy. So I have seen more than enough of this track for a lifetime. Yes. I'm sick of it. I want to see a single more lap round there, as long as I live. But big weekend. Yes. 100th race start for George and Lando, and 100th start for Charles with Ferrari. And the 200th race in the turbo hybrid era of F1 cars. Wow, fancy. Yes. There's been upgrades that were brought this weekend. Yes. Some worked, some did not. Mm-hmm. So Mercedes, Haas and Aston Martin all brought upgrades this weekend. And you know what happens when Aston brings upgrades. Pants. Yep. So we'll talk about that. Free practice one. Take it away. I will interject. I've not got notes for that, Honestly, but I will talk. not much in terms of... There's a bit of drama because we thought there was a bit of smoke coming out of the Aston Martin. Yeah. But it was just coming out the wheel guns. It was a bit of dust. But, but for it was a, while, a fade it, amount of... Yeah, for a while it yeah. looked like uh, Lance was on fire, but he wasn't. We're all right. Fabulous. But he did have a front left brake issue. Yes. So there was still issues. And the only other really exciting thing is Oscar went for a nice wee slide at turn eight. Yep. Clipped the curb and went for a drift. But he saved did. it. And I think that if that had been many, many of the other drivers, they would have smashed into the wall. If that was Logan Sargent, dead. Yeah. Lance Stroll, gone. God, Lance would not have survived. And yeah, the Astons were down at the bottom of the free practice times. So the upgrades were looking... Pants. Dire. Pitch. I also just have a... Charles' helmet is so ugly. No, I really like <laughs> his helmet. I think it's so cool. It's like a football field. So Lando did a really cool helmet for his 100th race with all these stickers to represent each of the 100 races. Yeah. Sick. What did Charles have? A football field. Because it looked so good. He forgot it was his 100th race for Ferrari. So he had committed to the football field. He looked like a big green Christmas ornament. I liked it. With the red, it was just... Nah, because it was such a sick helmet. We'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> and Haas actually looked quite strong with their upgrades at yeah, the start. Yeah, they looked fairly decent. They came in and it was like, okay, okay, quick times. But let's not get too excited. No. Cue on. Aston's lack pace. Let's just note that. Very important. This is for actual quality, right? Yeah, this is this is the quality. Not sprint shootout. No. But the quality. The quality. On Friday. Nico Hulkenberg went quickest at one point. Yes. Stunning. What a moment that was. It was looking really good for us. But this happens all the time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And also, so track limits were featured this weekend. Not as heavily as might have been predicted. Because yeah. I believe last year... In quality, it was something like 40 breaches of track limits. Or yeah, something, something silly so, like that. A few track limits, but actually, all in all, quite good. So Logan had track limits, and so did Nico and Alabono. Yeah. And unfortunately for Nico and Alabono, that cost them their move into Q2. So we lost both Astons, both Williams, and the Hulk. Good. Yeah. Q2, literally nothing, nothing eventful. No, it kind of just went smoothly. Yeah, Daniel had track limits, Daniel ended up getting knocked out. Yes. I can't remind who else went out. The usual suspects, you know what I mean? Do you know what, though? I have to say, Daniel did a fairly good job considering he's just back. Yeah, and there was a clip that surfaced of Danny Rick struggling to get out of his car yeah. on his own. 
So we don't know if that's just him being cautious about putting weight on the hand or if it's just not quite healed yet. Yeah. Because we don't know where he's actually at. Has he come back too early? Because he had a bit, so of a, true. a bit of a poopy race as well. A bit of a yeah. poopy weekend. Yeah. But do you know what? It's, it finished. True. And then in Q3, the big drama. So we get to the end. Last lap's happening. Yeah. Charles is on provisional pole. Yes. Who comes flying in and takes pole? But Max Verstappen. Who then loses that time to track limits? Max Verstappen. Unreal. I, went, I was cheating. I went feral. I was up off the couch. I was screaming. I was shouting. My poor neighbours, because it's quite late at night. I was sat next to a Max fan, so I had to keep it moderately. Oh, I sat next to my flatmate, and bless her, I think I've traumatised her now. <laughs> it was quite aggressive. So, yeah, that was pretty standard, really. Yeah. Other than Charlay on pole. Unreal. We've not seen that in a while. Yeah, so it was Charles and Lando in the front row. And this is quite a big deal because this race in 10 years hasn't been won from lower than the front row. Yeah. So statistically, it was looking good. Remember statistically. Yeah, remember that keyword, statistically. Then Saturday. I just can't. By the time Saturday rolls around, I have no energy for the sprint shootout. No. Not the sprint race. I can't be bothered with it. Right. It was pretty, pretty sad. Pretty dire. Very. Oh, I know it's in sprint shootout though. So remember, for a few races they had the mandatory tire compounds. Yes. I've noticed they scrapped that. I noticed it last sprint as well. No, they did it. No, they didn't. Everyone was on mediums at one point. That was in S. I was about to say SQ one, but it's not sprint qualifying. Shootout one, everyone was on mediums. Yeah. But the old rule was that it was hards, then mediums, then softs. But I think that they did do all three compounds, but they just did it in a different way. Because I tried looking this up and I saw varying articles about how things have been scrapped, but I couldn't quite find clear information. Because it, it wouldn't make sense for them all to be on mediums. Because they were all, yeah, in shootout one, they were all on mediums. Unless they changed it and I just wasn't paying attention because all I thought was that they were in mediums. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's different. So either way, they have changed it. Yeah adjusted it they've changed it to something but it's been such a long weekend we're actually not too sure and clearly they changed it last weekend and we were just not maybe we were not on it no we've let everyone down sorry guys shoot out one george russell has radio issues someone was talking on open channels they were all getting some random men in their ears interference charles was two milliseconds behind max yeah who was obviously in p1 for Shia One. Album was third quickest. It was looking quite good. Mm-hmm. Danny Rick knocks out the Hulk. Yes. So you would have been quite pleased. Very pleased. Your dislike of the Haas team minus Hulk came hater. Out. Yeah. Hulk hater. Jazz is a Hulk hater. Certified Hulk hater. Seven days a week. Uh, Yuki kicks off on the radio about being knocked out. Just standard. Yep. Oh, and the best moment of that was George impeding Charles. And Charles coming on the radio and going... That'll be a penalty for Mr. Russell. Thank you. That's so funny. And obviously George did to get a penalty subsequently. Got a five-second penalty. Yep. Yes. I know. I win. Uh, shout out to Fernando and Espan. Almost did we bump in the pit line. Oh, yeah. But they did survive it. Yeah. It was very close, though. And Max went for a nice big spin at turn nine. But I have Flying to say... Mind. It was quite good. It was a very good spin. He was under control the whole time. It was an enjoyable watch. It was. He was just having a bit of fun. And it was, like, right up the top of the hill, so they had the camera angle go, like, mm-hmm. from the back at the start of the spin, and then when he'd come round, it was, like, facing up the hill. Majestic. It was It was good. And then one thing that I actually really want to talk about... So a lot of drivers, again, noted for this going too slow on their cool laps, on their yeah. slow laps... And obviously, this has been a running theme these past few weekends. Yeah. This racing director's rule. 
but nothing comes of it. Everyone gets noted, but nothing comes of it. Because I think if you can justify why you've done it... Yeah. But what I want to know, and they did talk about this in the commentary, do you think... And Christian Horner brought it up too. Do you think that this rule needs to exist? No. If Yeah. Because all you get is all these like little notifications, this person's being investigated, that person's being investigated. Nothing happens. And the thing is, like... If someone's on a fast lap and you're not, you have to slow down and move out the way so that you don't compromise the race line. This is one of the only times I'll ever agree with Christian Horner, but he talked about that. Yeah. It's like, they're trying to like look at their delta, but they also have to slow down enough to not impede someone, but they can't go too slow, so it's really confusing. Yeah, because they already have so much to look at and worry about in the car. Like This is like an unnecessary new thing to worry about. Surely if someone was going deliberately slow as to impede someone, that would just be put as impeding and it doesn't need to be included in this you'd think thing. you'd think so yeah i want to bring that up because i just yeah think... no it's, it's definitely getting a bit silly now very and it's only been the last few races it seems to be a problem so yeah. i don't know what the crack is because it's a bit <laughs> chaotic and then shout three charles was uh off of max in pole by five one hundredths of a second they were very close and lewis was then very close mm-hmm. behind charles and i think it was a tenth of a second covering the top four crazy so which was Max, Charles, Lewis, and... Lando. Yeah, I think. Yeah, sorry, I was yawning. I think it was Lando. It's quite late. I thought thought it was. I think so. Could have been Carlos, but I think it was Lando. It's been a long weekend. Yeah, sorry. And it's also quarter to 11. Yeah. On Sunday night. (laughs) Yeah, and George got slapped with his penalty, which dropped him from P8 to P11. The crowd goes wild. Thank God. Sprint race. So, my first note from the sprint... Carlos was the only driver on soft tyres. Yeah, I noticed that. Why? Well, that was the first thing that flagged up to me that him and Charles were going to be on different race strategies for the actual race, not the sprint, because Carlos was using his softs, which is a stupid idea because it's a high-deg track. It's very hot. I think the track's like 40 degrees or something. Everyone else on mediums. But Carlos was also trying to save that set of mediums. Mm-hmm. I already knew it was going to go wrong from that point. And though. I guess, you know, the sprint is not that much of a loss. It's the sprint. Yeah. It's not big points. No, it's not. So waves. Waves. Then, race starts. Yeah. Turn one. Hamilton goes off track. Mm-hmm. Does gain an advantage. You cannot say he didn't gain an advantage because he did. He gained an advantage at turn one. Nothing was done about it. Also... Max pushes Charles away off into the side, away off into the pit lane. Nothing was done about it. That was just... I think it got noted, but racing incident. You can get away with anything in turn one. You can. (laughs) That's true. I think that's what they said, though, that in turn one, clearly stewards are just like, whatever whatever happens in turn one stays in turn one. Literally. What else we got? Oh, my God, my notes are so chaotic. Mm -hmm. Oscar's contact with Carlos again. The two of them touch. There's going to be a whole Drive to Survive episode that's just about to them. Beefing. As soon as I heard that, it was It'll them. be like Lando's lovers. That'll be the episode. Yeah, oh my God, his current lover and his ex. Yeah, get me on the exec board at Drive to Survive. Well, did you not see that clip of McLaren doing like a guest a lyric thing on their YouTube? And the way Oscar looks at Lando. Yeah. Sexual. Yeah, Very I did sexual. see that. They have chemistry. He was about to risk it all. <laughs> right there and then. So clearly there is some sort of lover's tiff happening. Right. I also have George and Oscar. Yeah. So my note says, George is so incompetent, it's actually incredible. 
Is that what Oscar said? No, that's what I said. Oh. This is what my notes said. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. So he went <laughs> off of the track about a whole car's worth yeah. off of the track, might I add, and gained it. <laughs> But he didn't give the place back, didn't even flinch because the mighty George Russell could put one foot no wrong. So he then doesn't do anything about it. Stewards don't even note it until it's too late because Oscar is overtaken by Gasly. Yeah, but Pierre's on the radio going, hang on a fucking second, yeah. George has been overtaken off track here. Yeah. Grasses him up. Exactly. So Pierre's like, hold on, what's going on? Because he's then worried that he's going to have to compromise his spot because he just overtook Oscar. So in the end, he got a five-second penalty for it, but somebody else had overtaken Oscar in this mix. Yeah, Alex had overtaken him during all of this. Yeah, so Oscar lost out on two places and that five-second penalty did nothing to boost back Oscar's race. This was not Oscar's weekend. And this was another new track for him, I'd like to highlight. Mm -hmm. And although it's not phased him so far, he was due a bad weekend, bless him. He's been looking a bit too good, these last few races. My next note does say Oscar having a shitter of a weekend. Then the next message that comes through for me was um, track limits for Oscar getting his three warnings before his black and white. Also, meanwhile, Max has been on the radio saying he's got no drivability and he's struggling with the rear. Oh, and he was complaining the whole weekend about either the rear or the brakes. Like, he was not loving the car this weekend. But that made no difference for that man. I think he just says it for shits and giggles. I think he does, just Just to give other people a bit of hope. There was some great Carlando battles this weekend. There was. There was actually a moment in either qualifying or sprint quality where I think Lando and Carlos got a bit close to each other. And any other driver, Carlos would shouting on the radio going, oh, he's an idiot. Yeah. He was like, oh, does Lando know I'm there? <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh, no. We almost touched. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, he almost touched me. Poor Lando. Oh, God. <laughs> it was very sweet, actually. They are very cute. So Oscar, the reason he was struggling in the sprint was because he went too fast at the start, basically. Right. And used up his tyres. Okay, so the tyres just went. Yeah, it had a lot of overheating, I think. And the tyres were really struggling. Ooh. Ghostly. I wonder at what point it went. So basically, we've discovered that uh, due to the extreme cold that is in the air at the moment... Yeah, the Scotland's camera, been hit by a major storm. The camera's really fogging up. So we can only apologise for the quality of this week's video. If you don't see the video, it was Lucky deemed you. <laughs> it was or it was deemed too foggy to upload. Yeah, that's true. There's always something that goes wrong. Yeah, well, well. We are just we're trying our best. Yeah, we're trying our best. We are rookie only two podcast hosts. <laughs> only been fourteen episodes. Give us a chance. Give us a break. When did we get to? Carl starts to struggle on the softs. Yes, that's an important thing. He starts dropping. Checo gets past him. Infuriating business. George tries to overtake Carlos. Carlos defends. Blah, blah, blah. Sainz doing an incredible job on the softs despite putting them at a huge disadvantage. I had that noted down. Yep. And then lap 17. I don't know if you've got anything before this. It was all kind of done and dusted pretty quick. Depends who you're going to talk about. I stopped going about Lance a lot. Lancey. Oh, no, I do have something before that. Um, So, Kevin and Joe... Mm -hmm. Um, they were under investigation for pushing each other off the track. Oh. I think they'd both done it. Bit of a scrap. Yeah, little rivalry going. But I'm assuming that it was all hunky-dory for them. Yeah. I don't remember any penalties. No, oh, no, they... Joe did get a penalty. Oh, yeah, so he did. Lap 19, Joe got slapped with that penalty. Yeah, so... We five-seconder. That was why. Ooh. Shaking up the bottom of the pack. Whoa! Whoa! And lap 17, Lancelot 
with the worst luck in the world, has no brakes and has to box. And that is him out. His dad, Big Lawrence, actually said at the start of the weekend about Lance's performance over this sort of majority of the season, basically. Yep. Has said that it's just been a lot of bad luck. And I do agree, a lot of things have been not Lance's fault. But also, he's had some shitters which have been his own fault, i.e. like qualifying for some reason. Yes. He's really struggled and where Fernando's been fine and I'd say that that's not luck. That is no. just him not getting on with the car. But I do agree that he's also had awful luck. Yeah, he has, but... Because he was doing all right and that the brakes obviously nothing to do with him. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the sprint done and dusted. Max yeah. Verstappen win. Who else did we have? Bono got points. Wonderful. Was happy for him. It was, what was it, Max Lewis Charles? Yeah. One, two, three. It's fine. Standard, innit? Summon. The big boys. We've got a little pre race note. Oh. So, commentary, we're talking about this today. Mm-hmm. So, again, about this hybrid era of car, yes. right? So, this was the 200th race mm-hmm. in this hybrid era, but they said that between 2014 to now, there has only been 13 different race winners. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there was like Lewis dominance. Yeah, Max dominance. And then there was all the like little like odd ones. Nico Rosberg. Yeah, Valtteri Bottas, Carlos yeah. Charles, Checo. That's crazy. Yeah, but only 13 between 2014 to now is insane to me. Yeah, I guess when you think about it, that does make sense, but that is very, very right? few. Crazy. We like Esteban sprinkled in. Yeah, exactly. Like, like a little. We Pierre Gasly sometimes, yeah. we Danny Rick. Yeah. God. I know. It's craziness. God, it's been even less since. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the race is really where it, where it was juicy. Yes. So obviously, statistically, either Charles Lando should have won. Statistically. Mm-hmm. And as a Charles fan, I was rooting for Lando. <laughs> yes. Because this man, what was this like? He's had five, six podiums this season? Yeah. Something like that. Obviously a lot of second places as well. Yep. He's just so fucking close to a win. Oscar had his wee sprint race win. Love that for him. Now I need a Lando win. And the thing is, we've needed this for years. <laughs> Literally years. It's like we're so close. We're just not quite there. I know. Uh, I want to cry. Lap one. Lap one. Our boys. Ferraris. Little tap. Yeah. Lando gets a good start though. Yeah, he had a great start. He's zooming off. He's gone. He's he in was. first. And he had like quite a good gap between him and Max. Yeah. No, it was looking promising at the start. Yeah. We got a bit excited. Because obviously Max started a bit further back. But was Max was sixth. the one to watch. Yeah. So it was like by the time he'd gotten away, it was like a really good gap between him and Max. So we were we were feeling optimistic. Yeah. And Oscar had a wee touch with Esteban. Yes. And Esteban maintained not just a bit of side pod damage, a whole lot of side pod damage. It was a massive hole in the side of the car. And actually it was quite surprising in this collision that Oscar didn't take any damage. Because yeah. it was a bit of a... He got away unscathed. A bit of a bash. And unfortunately that did lead to S. Bennett retiring. On lap seven. So he had a bit of time, um, but that's his third DNF in five races. Yeah. That's unlucky. Very. George left the track in lap one and gained an advantage. But no further action. Yeah, Because he is George Russell and he does what he wants. Also, so we should have said four cars start from the pit lane. Yeah, Both Haas, both Aston Martins made some changes. Yes. Because they were struggling. Very much so. Uh, so they all start from the pit lane. Yeah. Bit of juicy, juicy news. K-Mag from the pit lane 
In lap one, managed to overtake Logan Sargent. So oh, for fuck's sake. Gutted is not even the word. I was rooting for that boy this weekend. Yeah, we decided this weekend we were going to become Logan Sargent fans. You know, home race and all. One, one of three point. home races. One point. That's yeah. all I wanted. That's all we want from him. There's still time. He will get it. I have this faith. season. We have faith. And I will sing the American National Anthem on this podcast. Yeah, Jazz has promised that for us. Yeah. You've promised a lot of things this weekend. I have. Hello, this is post-production Catherine editing this, speaking into my shitty headphone microphone. I just wanted to say that we recorded this prior to Lewis and Charles being disqualified from the race for plank issues on the bottom of their car. So, update... Logan did actually get points in the end and Jazz will be singing the American National Anthem for you all next weekend. I was going to cartwheel down the hall <laughs> Yeah, Lewis won. <laughs> yeah, she did say if Lewis won, she was going to cartwheel, unfortunately. Um, he didn't though, so we're going to have to withhold that for another time. I'm so excited for it. I can't cartwheel either, so it would have been a funny, funny little one. And then literally nothing happens in the race. It's about lap 10. Yeah. That's when I've got my next note. Same. Lap 10. When Joe has a very slow stop at four seconds. That was my lap 10 news. And OP retired. Oh, yeah. So McLaren overheats and suspected hydraulic issue. Oscar gone. Yeah. Gutted. Sad times. Pit met his misery, though, because it was a bad weekend for him. Yes. Put this one behind him. But Joe boxed very early. Yeah, he and went was, in on, like, lap 9, right? Because then a lap 11, this caused a bit of a stir, because lap 11, you then have Albon, Kmac, and Bottas all pitting way before the window Had that they were pit. expected yeah. to pit. So everyone except Lance and one of the Hasses started on mediums. And Lance yeah. and someone else was on hard. And I can't tell you who. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, bit of yeah. a chaotic episode this but they week. all they all boxed real early Max forces Charles off the track in lap 11 good yeah. Charles did maintain the place for like a second and then Max did get him mm-hmm. because he is Max Verstappen lap 13 Go Logan, Logan goes for a, a stunning overtaking K-Mag phenomenal but as Kevin does in true Kevin fashion he's got his elbows out and then but Logan does eventually get past him Yay. in lap 14 yeah. we were yes! I was screaming any time Logan gained a place it was like pure joy. He yeah. could have been winning. Like, that's how it felt. Uh, yeah, honestly. We Euphoria. Were really, we were really, really rooting for him this time. Yes. And then I have nothing till lap 17. Oh, I've got nothing until lap 49, so <laughs> you go. <laughs> all got, but all I have is Max Pitts. So he must have been first of the front runners to pit. Oh my god, my notes are so chaotic. Basically, nothing happened in this race. No, it was a fairly boring one. Like, there was some good, like, on-track racing, but... I've got, so... Yeah, out of all the cars that were on medium, it was looking like a two-stop race, yeah. which everyone did, except Charles went for a one-stop, um, and it did bugger him, because then near the end, Frau were like, oh, do you want to come in? And Charles was like, well, there's 11 laps left, so a bit bloody late. Yeah. Danny Rick had the same problem. He also went for a one-stop, and eventually had to make that into a two-stop very last minute. Went yeah. up to softs. Bit unfortunate for him. He had a bit of a stinker. Definitely. Lando was also going to be going for a one-stop. And then for some godforsaken reason, obviously to try and get an undercut, yeah. they pitted him a second time to put him from hards to hards. And I Why? fear that's where it all went wrong. Why would they do that? So that was when we all lost hope. We yep. were like, right, well, Lando's gone. Yes. May as well settle into this max win. Exactly. Lap 43. Lewis overtakes Charles for fourth. Yes. Lewis's pace, like, I've never Unmatched. seen. 
This he man had, was He flying. had some Red Bull rocket ship pace today. This is when it was really looking like, okay, these last few laps between Max Lewis and Lando were going to look really crucial for the top three. Charles was struggling. And then lap 46, Logan overtakes Danny Rick for 14th. Whoop, whoop. Stunning. So Logan dropped back a bit because yeah. he pitted and it was just an unfortunate timing for him. But he was working his little way back up. It was actually really good from him. He was my driver of the day. He was. Yeah, we'll say it early. We voted him driver of the day. Yeah. Because... Big up Logie Sarge. Yeah. I know the bar is low. Like, real low. But he exceeded our expectations. He did. And do you know what? He made it to the end of the race. And not a single safety car was caused this race. Unreal. No one was in the gravel either. Exactly. All the retirements happened in a very safe and efficient manner. Yeah. Very grown up this week. Good work, boys. What else? Oh, lap, lap 48. I've got lap 48. Okay. Lance, who, with his terrible streak of luck, he makes it up into the points positions. Yes. With Fernando. Yeah. And then as I wrote this, disaster struck. Lap 49. Fernando, rear suspension failure. Literally, uh, as I typed it out, I was like, yes, the Aston Martin's redemption arc. They had upgrades again that made them worse. Again, they took them off. They got better. Fernando smoked. So that was sad. Extremely. Then lap 51, oh, Alonso got, retired. Yeah. I've also got in lap 49, Lewis and Lando have a nice scrap. Oh yeah, they Their did. Their P2 scrap. They did. They had a little tiff. Lando did a good job at defending, but Lewis's experience... His, yeah. And just, his pace was crazy too. It was mighty. And Lewis was on mediums and Lando was on hard, so... Yeah. And Lando it, had been pushing the whole race because he was trying to keep Max off. And actually, when Lando went for this, his second stop to go back onto other hards, that actually caused immediately all the top yeah, ones the started boxing reaction. after him. Yeah, that's so true. it might have worked out for him if Max hadn't immediately responded and come in the next lap and then obviously caught up. Very sad. Ooh. Very, very sad. Then, oh yeah, lap 42. Why have I got lap 42 down here? Do I mean lap 52? I definitely mean lap 52. Lap 52 Albano? Yeah. Yeah. Track limits. Surprisingly, there weren't more penalties for track limits. He was the only one, I think. Because a lot of people were going out and a lot of people were on black and white flags. Yeah, there was quite a few black and white flags thrown about, but I think he was the only one to actually get the penalty. But I don't think it made any difference for him in the end. He was he had a fair gap, so... Yeah. And then Max, all this race, this was a recurring theme, but Max has been having break issues. Yes. But he was managing them well, but obviously it was a bit of a struggle. I mean, emotionally he wasn't. He no, was emotionally given... he was uh, having a go at GP. Oh God, Classic. he was giving him some abuse, like... He, might, he better get GP a present, because fucking hell. At least an apology at the bare minimum, because he was horrid on that radio today. GP was only trying to help, and Max was shouting him for talking to him during the... Well, when he needed to break and when he was going through the corners. That was some 2021 Verstappen business today. But Christian Horner called it a lover's tiff, and I'm sure it is. But, like, it was quite... It was rude. I mean, we talked about it last time, Lance draws physical abuse. But Max is emotional abuse right? GP. We won't stand for it. We will not. Not on this podcast. No. GP defenders till we die. <laughs> and then literally nothing happens. Until Lewis, possibly a bit too late, springs into life. Yes. For one final push. This the was gap, the almightiest push. The gap that he closed between him and Max was phenomenal. I think it was like 4.3 seconds at the start. Yeah. And he got it down to 1. It's like 1.8 or something. Yeah. If he had a couple more laps, or he pushed a couple laps earlier, 
He would have been right on Max at the end, though. Even, I mean, he was right on Max at the end, but like, really. Even one more lap, I think, because he would have been able to get DRS if he'd had yeah. the time to push. And that was the point that you said that you would do a cartwheel if that he won. <laughs> I was very excited at this point. I would have lost my mind if Lewis had managed <laughs> to win right at the end. That would have been unreal. I just hold out hope for anyone that isn't. Max. I know. But the thing is, like, obviously we're not discrediting Max no, because he is he's great. Phenomenal. Like he's a great driver. What he's done is super impressive, but it's also super boring now. Well, I actually really like Max in just a general sense. I think he's a good guy. But part of the fun though is getting to support anyone that isn't Max. Exactly. In a race. Exactly. And rooting for anyone else to win. That's part of the joy. Yes. It keeps exciting for us non Max fans. Exactly. Exciting. Logan gets twelfth. Is that his best finish? Yeah. Buzzing! I think so. This season, his best so finish. So close to the point. And I think Album was 11th. So yeah, he was. He was right on there for yeah. once. Yes. Thank God. Yuki got a point. And fastest lap, so that's an extra point. I'm so excited for him. Well done, Yuki. And Lancelot gets a point. First Woo-hoo. time in so long. He needed that. He did. And he actually finished the race, so it's something to be proud of. Yes. Yeah, for Lance and Logan to both finish a race. Both Hello? of them. Good work. Craziness. I'm not sure we'll see that again this season. Probably but not. We'll but enjoy it. Never mind. Enjoy it for now. And yeah, win number 50 for Max. Now, controversially, not for the first time, podium, national anthem, <laughs> Max Verstappen. Boo! What are your thoughts on this in terms of like, I guess like the ethics of it? Like, how do you feel about Max being booed? I mean, obviously it's not sportsman like no but at the same time it wasn't other sports persons who were doing it it was the fans yeah and i would also say in other sports that happens yeah. football football's worse than booing football is, is an actual verbal abuse you get annihilated in a stadium so i think a bit of booing and max seems obviously unfazed by it he still won yeah i think it's Fair, I think fair game. I think the real kicker was that the booze turned into chance for Checo no, instead so of funny. him. That <laughs> so, was so funny. <laughs> but like, if I was up on that podium, I would have lost my mind. Like, that's the funniest shit ever. Because Checo obviously is not as good as Max by any means. No, they actually had to turn off the mic for the camera with yeah. the fans and just put on the national anthem. Still not as good as Monza though. And no, that was really good. What a moment! But no, yeah, cheering for Checo really. That oh, tickled me. It made it all so worth good. it. Put a smile on my face. But yeah, that was like... That was literally it. That was the weekend. It was very... More exciting than Japan. Yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty... For what was looking like it was going to be an action-packed weekend, actually the biggest travesty of this weekend. We didn't see much of Danny Rick. <laughs> uh, but when I saw him, that moustache... Farewell. Actually horrendous. It yeah. made me feel quite sick. <laughs> I felt violently ill. I was sweating. I was upset. Uh, that was handlebars on a new level. Yeah. Like, I've never seen them look like that ever. I've always done handlebar before. And but it doesn't bad, look like that. But this was, and I'm probably, I need to see some VAR on this. Because <laughs> it was shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Really bad. And that was the real loss of this weekend. Yes. It was direct. We didn't actually get much action from him. No. For his big return, it was a bit dumb. Mid. And I was about all weekend watching stuff. And I got no Daniel content. But then at the same time, I'm just glad that he managed to do the race and that true. he's like able to get back in the car. Yeah, true. And then, so next weekend 
is Mexico. Very exciting. Mexico is one of my favourite tracks on the whole calendar. And I think we've got a few drivers, a few reserves coming in for FP1. Oh yeah, for testing. I think we've got, we've got, is it Ollie Berryman? I don't know. Cause no, so Ollie's, them, Ollie's later on. Most of the teams, their reserve drivers now attending all these last races. Yeah, They're just... Because obviously the other series is, is, have finished. Yeah, they're finished. So the reserve drives are all hanging about now. They're but fulfilling their contracts. These, next few, these last few races, we're going to see a, a good few faces on the track. Yeah, which is exciting. It is exciting. Because mm-hmm. we've got the likes of, we've got obviously Ollie Behrman. Yep. We've got Jack Doohan. Yeah. We've got Frederick Vesty. Felipe. Yep. Anyone else? There, well, there's quite a few. I just... Well, Liam will be back. Of course, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> the return of Liam Lawson, yes. <laughs> I think he's probably fulfilled his laps now, though, I think. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. Oh. But he was there this weekend. Yeah, he was. He's been there. Nice to see his wee face again. Yeah, even nice if it's see. just in the garage. He'll be on the track soon enough. Yeah. Don't you worry. One last point. Obviously, in the whole... Lewis is now catching up to Checo in the championship. And yes. the whole of the conspiracy that I started, I'm going to claim, <laughs> is that if Lewis catches up to Checo, Checo loses his seat, Danny Rick comes in. Do you think, realistically, Danny Rick should be the one to replace Checo at this current point? I think it should be Sonoda. I also think it should be Sonoda. But it would be nice for Daniel to live out the last year of his career in Yeah, because you think that this is where the career this is it. ends. He, Probably. He says he wants to end it out in Red Bull and Christian Horner says he wants him to end it out in a Red Bull. Well, he actually just said the Red Bull family, which includes obviously AlphaTauri and whatever it's called next year. Christian Ball Sports Horner Racing. has been very iffy about it, but I can see them putting Daniel back in the car for one last go. Yeah, I guess it depends because he's just not. In comparison to Yuki, obviously, and Yuki's been in the car all season. Yeah. And he didn't have that eight month break that Daniel had prior, whatever it was. Like that ridiculous gap where he obviously wasn't racing. Yeah. But I, but I also think that Yuki's not necessarily ready for the Red Bull either. I can't say he would perform better than Checo. No, neither can I. And if I was actually going to put my money, and this is very. Well, obviously Lando's the ideal candidate for that Red yeah. Bull. Realistically. Yeah. I would just chuck Liam in the Red Bull, to be honest. I mean, because Nothing he's so fresh, yeah, because Whack he's so in. fresh, he'd probably pick it up really quick. Yeah, whereas I think Yuki's so adjusted to the, the shite of the Alpha Terry now yeah. that he might struggle. Probably. I mean, you never know. We could see dramatic change next year in the Alpha Tauri as it is being taken over and yeah. they're being given this year's Red Bull. So. And then obviously Audi are going to come in at some point and Andretti. Yeah. That's probably going to happen. Yeah. Who said that they definitely want an American driver? Which means we're either getting... Return of Logie Sarge? Yeah. Either getting Logie Sarge or an IndyCar driver, possibly. If they're that determined that they want an American driver. So that'd be interesting. I, I don't know who they'd have. I don't respect it. I don't respect it at all. God, there's so much snobbery from F1 fans about IndyCar. We're all like... No, but it's not Ooh. even that. Because, like, I like IndyCar. Like, I watch IndyCar, but you know it's it a completely different sport to F1. F1 is Lightning McQueen. IndyCar is Mater. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. But everyone loves Mater. That's the thing. Yeah. And, like, it's great, right? Like, it's fun. It's good. I like watching it. They're all very talented people. It's a very yeah. difficult sport. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I just think that F1, people move away from their home countries, away from their parents, their families at the age of like 11 to go and compete in European yeah. racing so that they can build their way up. 
And I think it's just so unfair to all of the hard-working people who've put it into, like, the carton leagues and then they've gone up to F3, F2 and then, like, they're trying to break into F1. I just think it's really unfair to those guys. Because if this is an indie driver who's done all of that and who's been through the ranks, who've done F2 but couldn't get a seat in F1, then they went to Indy and now they're coming back. Fair dues. I can't form an opinion because I know virtually nothing about IndyCar. That's out of my... I don't have time for another one, right? Yeah, it's quite a lot. (laughs) I guess that's everything other than uh, congratulations to Marta Garcia. Yeah. On the big F1 Academy win. Whoop whoop. It was all down to this weekend, really, for the championship. It was a three-way fight and Marta got it in race one. I hope you all managed to catch at least a little of the... um... But if not, I'm going to be writing a race roundup for Girls Across the Grid. So yeah, you can, we'll, we'll pop the link on the Instagram. Yeah, you can read that. But it was phenomenal. And hopefully next season, Bianca's on the McLaren Driver Development Programme. Yes. And obviously there's more to follow with the teams nominating, the 10 F1 teams nominating drivers. So you all better be tuning in next season. Yes. The calendar's out, seven races. And it's not that many races. And it aligns with the F1 calendar, so <laughs> it will be broadcasted. Just a little extra racing to watch at the weekend. Exactly, something big. And who's going to complain about that? And it is really exciting. I would like to put that out there. I'm not just saying it, it is very exciting to yeah. watch. Three races per round. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking watch it, right? <laughs> well, I will hunt you down. I'm looking into the camera. I will hunt you down. Oh, and it's not foggy anymore. See, it knows. Listen. <laughs> I will hunt you down and you will have to watch it. I'll sneak everyone into this flat and force them onto this room and you'll have to watch it. And it's a small room, guys, so I wouldn't be messing. All 20 listeners will be (laughs) fitting into this room. Yeah. Brilliant. So you're holding down the fort for qualifying on your own next week. Yep. Big big job. I know. I'll do it. I'm quite sad to be missing it, but. Yeah, it's all right. I can't make them all. I love Mexico. I know, I'm really excited for a bit of Mexico. So excited. Hopefully a more exciting weekend than this weekend. Yeah. Checo's big weekend, I'm sure it'll be very exciting for him. And Papa Perez will be there. What more oh, could one want sure. than to see That's Papa actually, Perez? It could be the most boring race, but Papa Perez makes yeah. it all worth it. Exactly. Couldn't be more opposite to Joss Verstappen, really. Honest. But I guess that's... That's us? Yeah. Wow. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We talked for a lot without having a lot to talk about. So true. <laughs> Typical us. We waffle. We do. We'll see how much actually makes it into the podcast. Well, that's yeah. true. You have no idea how much I cut out. <laughs> right. Well, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. From Mexico. Woohoo! Peace. <laughs>